Nothing says Christmas like a few lines from everyone's favorite Muslim poet, Rumi. But I think this is a wonderful Christmas song. Rumi said, come, come, whoever you are, wanderer, worshiper, lover of leaving. Ours is not a caravan of despair. Come, yet again, come. Come, come, whoever you are. It doesn't matter. Even if you have broken your vows a thousand times, come, yet again, come, come. And you know, many of you sitting back here and with the alumni choir left us. And I know for a fact that some of you are lovers of leaving. But something brought you all back here tonight. All of you here tonight. And whoever you are and wherever you have been, if this is your first time here or even one of maybe two or three times you'll be here this year. Something brought you here to be a part of our observance of the Feast of the Nativity. And we hope that All Saints is indeed a place where where you might, in the midst of everything in the world, um, if you are having despair in your life, find some antidote to that despair, maybe even find some joy And we hope that you find your part here, not only in this story, but in this community, even if only for this night, and then probably Easter too, right? (laughs) And you know, some of you who are now adults who've come back for the alumni choir, you left us at one time or another, you know, to go live lives out there in the big world as adults. And some of you may know this, but It's the 20th Christmas Eve for our youth choir under the direction of everyone's favorite Lutheran saint, Carol Kimmel. I didn't mean for there to be an applause break, but (laughs) we need more applause breaks in the world. But you know, the age range in our choir tonight runs from 14, 13 or 14 to 34, I think. And I'm pretty sure someone said there's some some alums, uh, hopefully the ones in their 30s who've returned, who have children of their own now. (laughs) And you know, one of the experiences that all of you had, I'll bet, was being in the non-anxious Christmas pageant. Now, our non-anxious Christmas pageant happened last Sunday. Show of hands if you were ever in the non-anxious Christmas pageant as a kid. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Out there, too. And around the last Sunday of Advent, all of our children in the church, uh, from little tiny children through fifth grade, uh, do a reading of the Christmas story. And the fifth graders get to be narrators. And they get to be John the Baptist. Sometimes John the Baptist is a girl. Uh, They get to be Joseph, Mary. One's even the star. And then the younger children, they they start out as sheep and donkeys and occasionally even even occasional dog or two. And then as they get older, they, they also are angels. And then as they get older, they move up to shepherds and innkeepers. 
But the very youngest cast member in this is the baby Jesus, usually one of our newest All Saints parishioners. This year our baby Jesus was a girl, and I met her on the day she was born. And her mother uh, usually comes along and is the midwife and holds the baby. Sometimes the Mary, Mary gets to hold the baby. Now, do we have any former baby Jesuses in the room? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. And you know, we could find our part in the story when we were children. It was easy for us to do when we were children. But you know, I'll bet for, for all of us, and especially for those of you who've come back, finding your part in this story is a really different kind of thing now from what it once was when you first walked up during the Christmas story and surrounded the manger scene. And all of you in the alumni choir and all of us here, really, we live lives that are complicated, that are tough, out there in the world. And we return to this story with a different perspective. Because, you know, life gets tough. We suffer loss. And we even experience success that makes it hard. And it can make it more difficult for us to sort out how the story of Christ and the birth of Jesus into the world really fits into our lives anymore. You know, we all live in a very anxious reality pageant, don't we, that can be life on our earth. But, you know, we wander back here into the pageant. We, we may wander back scarred. We may wander back hardened, perhaps even a little cynical. And, you know, maybe tonight we can hear it again for the first time. Maybe tonight we can hear it differently as adults, as people who live out in the real world. Maybe tonight we're invited to hear it not as a sentimental myth, but as a radical story that can change everything. You know, if we were hearing this for the first time as a first or second century person, we would have found the angel's song to be the most radical thing that we had ever heard. We would have heard it as as treasonous, as even uh, a threat to our safety. Because there was, there was someone one time or another named Caesar, several Caesars, and you know, all those Caesars were called Prince of Peace in writings. All of them were worshipped as God incarnate in the world, and all of them were called by everyone saviors of the world. But if we were like Mary, uh, a young woman living as a part of, of a disenfranchised, oppressed nation, we would have known too well that this Savior ruled the world through violence. You would have heard of a God incarnate who was a military ruler. And in this song, you would have heard of a God incarnate born as a baby sleeping in a trough in the midst of manure and dirt, sharing space space with common barnyard animals. God not located in Caesar now, but God located in the midst of the most ordinary lives, born in a backwater town. God born a member of this oppressed nation, this God incarnate, this Savior of the world. 
you would have heard this radical song. Not only that, but you would have seen angels not delivering a message of hope to to polite society, to the powerful and the mighty, to the people that, that, that paid all the taxes, but to shepherds, ruffians, people who literally lived on the outskirts of society. This God incarnate, you see, this baby Jesus we see tonight is not the stuff of sentiment, but of radical change. And so we're offered in God a new chance to hear this story. We're offered in a God who's now human in this Yeshua, this Yeshua, this Jesus. We're not offered by this Jesus religion. We're not even offered by Jesus a chance to be spiritual here. But we're offered by Jesus something much more important. We're offered by this Jesus a chance to find a way of being human. God sides with the lowly and oppressed. So we find our humanity in in giving away our power. We find our humanity in the new hope of promise, in promise of life and light, even in the darkest places. We find our humanity when we reject the cynicism and despair of our age. When we walk off of the sidelines, we log off of Facebook. And we know that in spite of all the anxiety and the despair that we hear in the world, we know from this Jesus that we can be the difference this world needs. Our humanity found in knowing that in spite of what we may have been led to believe by that world out there, that things can be different with God's help. So let's come back to the non-anxious Christmas pageant yet again. Because Christ followers can be a gift for the entire world. Because, you know, this pageant is not just for us, a rather eccentric band of people gathered in our finest suits on some hard wooden pews to sing 200-year-old songs together. No, it's a pageant for the whole world. So tonight, together, we sing a message of hope over despair and generosity over greediness, healing over injury and sickness, and life over death. And we sing this song as our gift to the entire world. So friends, find your place in the pageant, in the story of Jesus the Christ Because whoever you are, no exceptions, wanderer, worshiper, lover of leaving, it does not matter. Ours is a pageant of hope, a radical way of being human. Come, even if you have lost your way, even if you have broken your vows a thousand times, come. Yet again, come.